so beautiful under my Christmas tree. How many of you know that some of the best stories are told on Christmas? I love stories, and mainly the ones that make me laugh at myself. But the world this time of year is filled with storytelling. And some pastor friends of mine sent in some stories. Listen to this. Pastor writes, uh, there's a young uh, student in his church named Arnold who's age eight. He says, dear pastor, I know God loves everybody, but he ain't never met my sister. <laughs> Robert from uh, Anderson, Indiana says, dear pastor, my father should be a minister because every day he's giving us a sermon about something. <laughs> okay, maybe this one will get you. Dear pastor, I'm sorry I can't leave more money in the plate, but my father didn't give me a raise in my allowance. Can you have a sermon about a, a raise in my allowance? <laughs> that was Patty. She was 10 from New Haven. Annette says this from Albany, nine years old. Dear pastor, my mother is very religious. She goes to play bingo at church every week, even if she got a cold. <laughs> Lorene, age nine, from Tacoma, said this. Dear Pastor, I think a lot more people will come to your church if you moved it to Disneyland. <laughs> Alexander from Riley, North Carolina, said this. He's 10 years old. Dear Pastor, please say a prayer for our little league team. We need God's help or a new picture. <laughs> Joshua, I'm sorry, guys, I'm just laughing today. Joshua, age 10, from California, said this. Dear Pastor, my father says I should learn the Ten Commandments, but I don't want to because we got enough rules in our house already. <laughs> and then little Ralph, age 11, said this. Dear Pastor, I liked your sermon on Sunday, especially when it was finished. <laughs> Stories have a way of making you laugh, but also changing you forever. My favorite story, though, is found in the Gospel of Luke. Luke chapter 2. Brother Sam just prayed about it. The Bible says, it was about that time that Caesar Augustus ordered a census to be taken throughout the empire. And this was the first census when Quirinius was governor of Syria. Everyone had traveled to their own hometown to be accounted for. So Joseph, he went from a Galilean town of Nazareth up to Bethlehem in Judah, David's hometown for the census. And as a descendant of David, he had to go there. So he went with Mary, his fiancee, who was pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. She gave birth to a son her firstborn. She wrapped him in a blanket and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the hotel. There were shepherds camping in the neighborhood. They had set a night watch over their sheep and suddenly God's angels stood all around them and glory ablazed around them and they were terrified. The angel said, don't be afraid for I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that's meant for everybody worldwide. A savior has been born in David's town, a savior who is Messiah and master. And this is what you should look for, a baby wrapped in a blanket 
and lying in a manger. And at once the angel was joined by a huge angelic choir singing God's praises, kind of like we just did with Elder Ken. Glory to God in heavenly heights. Peace to all men and women who please him. And as the angel choir withdrew into heaven, the shepherds talked it over. Let's go over to Bethlehem, they said, and see for ourselves what God has revealed to us. So they left running and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Seeing was believing. They told everyone they met what the angels had said about this child. And all who heard the shepherds were impressed. Mary kept all these things to herself, holding them dear and deep within herself. The shepherds returned and let loose, glorifying and praising God for everything they had heard and seen. It turned out exactly the way they had been told. Family, this is the world's greatest story. Because it's the story of God becoming a man. God himself born to the mother named Mary. Angels sang at his birthday. Not only did angels sing at his birthday, but shepherds left their jobs to come and see this miracle that was born in the manger. God had come down to earth and had become a man to live so that we might know him. We get to experience him, and we get to understand how much he loves us. The second reason why I believe this is the greatest story ever told is because man needed a savior. There was no man on earth good enough to reconcile us or to repair our broken relationship back with our Holy Father. So God became a man himself because he loved us that much. And today, that's what Christmas is about. It's the God story. And the Bible tells it like this. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son, that everyone who believes in him shall now perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. So today, when you see this amazing story of the baby in the manger, you're looking at the love of God on display for you, regardless to what you have done, where you have been, what you might even think about doing. God's love supersedes all of that. And that's why the world pauses on Christmas to recognize the love of God. I don't know about you, but that's a pretty cool story. I woke up this morning saying, man, God loves me. Little bitty old me. And all God's people said, amen. Would you bow with me for a word of prayer? Father, thank you this morning for a reminder of your love. Thank you for the songs we sing that tell us about how you love us. Thank you for the prayers we prayed. And thank you for the scriptures that remind us why we should pause on this day, why we should give thanks, and why we should love others because you first loved us. We offer our prayers to you now. 
for those families who couldn't be with us today, maybe are watching online. We pray your blessing over them as well. Thank you for our wonderful church. In Jesus' name we pray.